It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. To the Football Man Cave Radio Show, live from the city of the footballing universe, Manchester. Hello, good evening. We are back. It's Monday. We are the Manchester Radio Online. We're here for the next two hours, six to late. We've got lots and lots to talk about. Um, me and Lovey are going to try and decide our Man United and Man City combined 11. We've got Stockport. We're going to have a chat about Oldham. Um, yeah, we've got a lot, to be fair, to, to mint through these next sort of two hours. So get yourself involved. Get us on the socials, Football Man Cave. Um, find us. We're going to go Instagram Live at quarter past seven on the social as well. So it'd be good to get a little bit of interaction if you're on Instagram. Go find us at Football Man Cave. First off, we're going to kick off with our spotlight artist, and it is um, Kel Wood and his track, Fred Astaire. Wonder what the hell you do when that one you are. 
Spotlight artist Kel Wood. You can find him right across Facebook, Instagram. Um, just look for Kel or Kelvin Wood. That's his track, Fred Astaire. Uh, I know my my little lad absolutely bops away to that one when I first played it. Him, you know, he loves it, doesn't he? He did. He absolutely loved it. Um, right, coming up on the show today, we've got lots. Like I said, get us on the socials. We want it to be really interactive today. Uh, find us at Football Man Cave. We've got a Twitter poll going on at the minute uh, throughout the show. So um, go and have a look over there again, Football Man Cave. And then we Instagram live at quarter past seven, maybe a little bit before while some songs are playing um, and get a little bit of interaction on the socials. We're going to be chatting about Oldham. That's coming up next. Uh, we put a tweet out over the weekend, got a lot of a lot of replies, really frustrated Oldham fans, as you can imagine. I would be. <laughs> After their um, retained and released list come out. Me and Love It at around 6.30ish are going to try and combine our United City season 11, mm. which should be fun. I think we've agreed on a a, for, a formation, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Um, it was crazy, that, as well, because yeah. we're, like, we're, we're more like... Well, I am more like a... I like a, I like two up top. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Being a striker. But I, we've both settled with the same formation, which haven't we? a bit mad of thought. Well, that's, that's the first bit of argument out of the way, anyway. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to be chatting about Stockport, and we're going to try and name our Greater Manchester Manager of the Year. We've got Lovey's Legendary Tales coming up, uh, which is a belt it's all about England at Euro 96, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I'm really excited for. The pub quiz, half-time requests, a full lot. So you'd say get involved on the socials, Football Man Cave. Love it. What have we been up to this weekend? Uh, a little bit of footballing yeah. this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Happy days. How did you go on? Uh, oh, let me, hang on, let me stop you. I bet you've played absolutely amazing because I weren't there. Bagged an hat trick, didn't you? No, I didn't. No, <laughs> I, I, I did play amazing though. Uh, I, play, I played all right. We won four three. It was a decent little decent scrap. Did you? Uh, yeah, nicked one, uh, assisted two. It was, it was pretty good. I enjoyed I, myself. Do you know? You? Yeah, I really did. Really How was did. the weather? I was just going to say I, I must be. Um, I'm more of like a, uh, I'd say a, a South American type of player because. I enjoy playing in the heat. Yeah. <laughs> I come alive. Well, why in are you heat. playing in Manchester? But mate, I've been trying to get out for for years. Just no one will have me. <laughs> did you watch the uh, Did you watch the cup final? On oh, Saturday? yeah, it was class. Like the fans in the stadium. Uh, I don't know about the you. And this, this might sound something, but when Leicester when the final whistle went and Leicester went over to the fans and that noise from the crowd 
got me a bit emotional. Yeah. So I, I thought, th- wow, like that is, you've had this FIFA audience basically for over a year and to have that real emotion in the, in the, in the stands on the TV, it yeah. actually got a lump in my throat. Yeah, which I think, I think, I was quite shocked with. A few things did it for me. Like, uh, people will, will they rip VAR to pieces. Yeah. Um, how, however, that end went chill well for Chelsea, scored against his, went, went to seek, left, uh, Leicester for a, in his mind a better club yeah. to seek trophies silverware and stuff he then gets booed off the Leicester fans which we heard uh, because it was the, a, live, a live crowd then he nicks a goal in the last second to, uh, last couple of minutes um, thinks he nicks it runs down the touchline celebrates slides on his knees celebrates with his they fans they go to Mourinho moment oh my god <laughs> and then they go to VAR they see that he's off by an armpit or a knee and then the Leicester fans cheer and it was the biggest cheer it was bigger than the cheer that they got for the yeah. goal for the Telemans goal Which like, is, that just again, flipped it it was so good it's what you're missing as well isn't it? Yeah. That, that instant reaction have you seen on social media I can't remember which, which one of the Chelsea fans videoing in the, themselves in, 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 the, in like the canopy thing in the tent no on the st- in the stadium right no I'm not there's about that five or six of them videoing themselves going mental obviously because Joe Walsh just scored and then the realization while it's still on video that it's been ruled out, <laughs> mate. If, if I can find it, I'm going to retweet it uh, or share it, whatever it was. I'm sure it was on Twitter. It's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it was a great cup final, and I think like I think I don't know what kind of like whoever you support. Just a mad thing about Leicester. Like yeah, yeah. people just like Leicester, and yeah. they just like them to win something. Like so, like I, I wanted them to win. Um, it, it, it was just nice. It was just good seeing. And, and then I think the thing that I, that got me, you said it got you a little bit emotional, was when they brought the, the owner's son down, yeah. who's the now owner, yeah, yeah, yeah. with the fans and like him and Brendan Rodgers. Like you've seen, you've seen actually like personality from Brendan yeah. Rodgers and stuff. Like Brendan really Rodgers said in his, in his chat um, you know, interview after the full-time whistle, saying it's a little bit of a click, yeah. Leicester, from like the fans right through and you can you can kind of see that a mm. little bit can't you mm. I hope I hope they don't like that Yuri Telemans is like borderline world class what and a strike that was yeah and I just hope that he, that he just doesn't go right I can move to yeah, yeah. Barcelona Real Madrid Man United the thing Man is City, someone whatever. like that and he's put himself on the stage every man and his dog's watching aren't they the, and, and the other thing is as well is he plays centre mid yeah. for, for Belgium as well so when the Euros come like everybody's just going to come knocking but they, they, the, the momentum for that club like if they get in the Champions League as well like that's just stay there and yeah. enjoy it like it looks like it looks like something that you that you want to be part of I think the reason why we really buzz off it is because we watch it and and it, it, we're, we get excited by it because it's something that you can see yourself being submerged in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a I think if you go, as well, yeah, isn't it? if you, you go to a Real Madrid or Barcelona, you're expected to win everything all the yeah. time. Like, I think obviously they won the Premier League, and everyone would be like, "It's a one-off." Fluke. But since then, obviously they've not kicked on because they, they wouldn't do. But they've sustained themselves in the top six, mm-hmm. top four, and obviously winning FA Cup first time. When is it four finals are lost? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's mental, but yeah, loved it this weekend about time and obviously this weekend uh, this week we've got fans galore so we should have watched every <laughs> single match available <laughs> right, I bet they're streaking p- and everything I don't know, I hope so. <laughs> right we're going to play cast walk away and then we're going to get into Oldham Athletic uh, Oldham fans tune in for this one we've got lots of reaction from our tweet over the weekend there we go cast with walk away we are back we're going to talk Oldham got loads love it absolutely loads to go out here um, let me load up this tweet. So I'll put this tweet out. Uh, let me get a bunch of 
So Oldham, obviously, we've spoke numerous times about their uh, lack of... The misfortune of their club. Lack of success. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's mental, isn't it? 30 years. Can't get over it. Anyhow, this is is what I found when I was looked into Oldham. Right, 30 years. So I looked into the into the new guy who's took over um lemsig lemsigum lemsigum or something i'm not sure what's that oh, say it again you know <laughs> <laughs> the new owner anyway he took over in 2018 in january he agreed a deal with the club's majority shareholder simon corney which ended corney's 14-year association with oldham right in that year they got relegated to league two for the first time since 1971 all right, plenty of HMRC involvement over the years. Mm. They've been, they were in League One from 1998 to 2018. Crazy that. 20 years. And they just stayed in League One. Just stayed there, right? No top half, no top half finish since 2008, 2009 season, right? So 10 years? No. What were we in 2000? So you said 2008 to 2018. No. So, they've been in League One since '98 yeah. to 2018. So 20 years in League right. One, then they got relegated to League Two, right? No top half finish since 2009. Wow! Wow! So what's that? 13, 14 years. 14, yeah. No top half finish. Managers since the new guy took over nine since 2018. So what's that? Three a year. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, my maths is right. Richie Wellens, Frankie Bunn, Pete Wilde, Paul Scholes, Pete Wilde, Laurent Benayad, Dino um, Mamia, Ma, 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 not again, not sure, <laughs> no, not the best at pronouncing names, I'll be honest, uh, Harry Kuehl and now Keith Curl. 32 managers in total since 1997. Jeez. 32 managers in 24 years, basically. How mad is that? That's crazy, that. Yeah, so I put a tweet out because obviously they um, they were going a bit mad. They, I spoke to you, then they'd put out their retained and released, and I think they left with about 11 players. Mm. Loads have gone back on loan. They've released loads. They're, they're left with next to nothing. So I put a simple tweet out saying, what are your thoughts? Okay. Everything about Oldham makes you want to punch yourself repeatedly in the face until you pass out. <laughs> They got almost nothing right recruitment-wise, and when the owners get someone decent in, they alienate, alienate them and force them out. The released list is too short. That's Nat Ko on Twitter. All right. Hoping Abdallah does the decent thing, buys Gig Lane, and moves the club there, so I'm not tempted to waste my Saturday watching a poor side run by idiots. <laughs> Consistently dreadful recruitment is just the tip of the iceberg. All right, Ryan Aimer. The list, it's irrelevant. The only list list I am interested in is the one that has the chairman or the two chairmans on it. Then we can look to improve. Till then, it doesn't matter. Okay, Christopher Furness. Wind forward 12 months and it'll be the same. It's time for the owners to sell up and go. Okay, Willie Fogg, 44. We are doomed. <laughs> Owner and his brother think that they know better than experienced managers. Buy who they want ban who they like from playing um, so Wheater, Woods, Byrne, Davis, Gerard, just to name five the EFL and the FA don't care and we will disappear 
uh, and always oh eight old one fan again. The retained players struggled last season, and I can't see it being any different next season. Our best two players are very unlikely to be here next season, and the fans disillusioned. Our budget will be likely cut again. Can't see anything other than a relegation battle. Ricky Metti, just to do us all a favour and fold the club so we can start again. All right, last one. We could start from scratch and most fans wouldn't care. Sadly, while we have both idiots running the club next season, recruitment process does not overfill me with confidence. That is shocking as a fan base. To feel you can you can feel the the disappointment, the frustration and the pure sort of anger towards how the club is. Well, if most of these fans that are speaking on, on this forum uh, are our age or above well, no, maybe even younger. Like, say, say guys that are a bit younger. Then, then the, the, all they've experienced is relegation after relegation, yeah, yeah. and then just a period of just consistently just staying on a line of not promotion no. challenging, not relegation fighting. Just, just there, just, just there. a bit of nothingness. Like, we know, you know what it's like now. The Premier League's finished, and you've got. Uh, there's, there's only the top four really that you've got to focus on. But you've got everybody's been relegated already. You know who's won the league? Like Oldham for 13 seasons are just like mid table again. Yeah, and not even mid table. Actually, looked at some of the positions: 17th, 18th, 16th, 14th, 15th. Like but at not, least, at least if you're in a relegation battle, you've got something to got, go and cheer for. Yeah, it's got some. Yeah. I mean, you look at Rochdale in recent years, um, probably over the past 10, 15 years up and down a, a little bit like I say relegation battles I know it's not what you want something to get excited it, about yeah it's, yeah it's something for the fans to get behind the, a little bit I think as, from the owner taking over in 2018 the lack of ambition just off listening to some of the stuff that you just well, read nine out nine managers in three years and obviously I know a couple of the caretaker you've, you've brought like club legends in Richie Weldon's was in charge mm. when he took over and then got the sack basically that mm. I left I'm not 100% sure um, on that one but he's, he's, he's brought in the first foreign um, coach Odomad he's tried ex-players Paul Scholes Harry Kill Keith Curl like, decent names in there it's it, it's damning really to sort of see it. but obviously this nine managers since 2018 isn't like something completely different because you've had 32 managers since 1997 mm, yeah so that, like the, the, it doesn't matter who's taken over the no. nature the nature of that club yeah. is this isn't working immediately. No. Let's and get rid. From 1997, 97, 98, they've been in League One mm. from that and then obviously relegated in 2018. So it's just, obviously, they're trying to get that pattern out and they're chopping and changing. Hopefully, the new manager will come in and do something and um, get us back to, well, now, isn't it, back to League League One. But we've said a few weeks ago, we, we can only see Odom doing a stockport, really, yeah, can't yeah. we? Yeah. As it is. Yeah. The, the frustration online and I see a lot of it I know a couple of Oldham fans it's frustration because the chairman's not there he's not he doesn't seem that interested um, from podcasts I've listened to and ex-players mm. he seems to run the club I don't know if that's true but obviously you're just going off of what you hear it's um, I think it boils down to as well owners coming in we looked at obviously Berry, their situation Bolton their situation Stockport their situation in the past Wigan Owners come in and who are not football people. He was an agent. He was a football agent. Mm. It's not. It's not. You're not football people. You, 
football agent, you're about money, aren't you? Yeah, basically. But, uh, yeah, well, this is. I, I was just going to say that then. Like, I don't. I think he's kidding himself if he thinks he's going to take over Oldham Athletic and makes and earn money. Like, yeah, you've no. you've got to invest like mass amounts of money before you see any return in that level at that league. You and and he's taken over a club that haven't been promoted. Like the the history yeah. in the last what did you say thirteen years? There's been well thirty years. That's there's been stuff. no promotion. Yeah, and then in thirteen years, it's just been. No. just pretty much static so if he's coming in as an agent and thinking right this is my chance to move some money around make some money for myself I don't know where he, where where the thought process came in for that because Oldham Athletic is a project like it's a restructure rebuild project and yeah, this yeah. you're looking at a 10 year project Yeah, it'd be massively interesting to see on the socials when we do the questions is what they think is next because a, a lot of the um a, a lot of the tweets that we had in was about what's wrong um and we're doomed and this isn't great but like it'd be really interesting to hear from a fan's perspective what they think should be the next step like we know that the, the that they think that the chairman should leave and should be out but from from if he doesn't leave or if he does leave who do you want in What's the next step and yeah, what, yeah. what you're looking to do? Because there's, there's loads of clubs. I mean, you look at Forest Green, they've done really well. Um, you know, Stockport are doing well. I know they've got an owner that's got some money and stuff. But, like, what what is it what you would want? Would you want an owner to come in with a lot of money to just splash the cash um, and try and get you up there as quick as possible? Do you want some youth infrastructure in place so you can, you can produce good talent, which then maybe you sell on to bigger clubs, but then you still... You still meet a standard and you still fight for promotions and stuff like it'd be it'd be really interested at that level of what you would want from a fan and what would you want to see on the pitch more importantly yeah, because yeah. the the fan the only reason the only way that chairman's going to get any any kind of um income coming into his club is if he fills his stadium fills his ground he's not filling the stadium because nobody wants to watch him exactly it's, it's just a it's a hotbed of like anger in it yeah in but you, you can't you can't if you're getting rid of managers that quick and that fast, no manager can come in. And we've seen it with Sam Allardyce on West Brom. It's took until the last four, four, get four or five yeah, games yeah. of the season before his his style has been implemented implemented into that team. Like, if you're going to bring a manager in, at least give him a full season. Like, you've done nothing for thirty years. Yeah, just give a guy, get, give him just a two year contract. Yeah, yeah, give him a two year contract, and let's see what happens in, within that two year yeah. contract. And tell him and be honest and say you've got no money. Yeah. So let's look at free age. This is your, this is your um this is your wage budget. This is what you've got to spend on wages. You've got no transfer budget. We're not looking because I think in at that level, loans kill clubs sometimes because they, they, they loan they 13, 14 players yeah. and then they all go at the end of the season. The and then you've got to start players again. that went back. Um, I don't, I haven't got it to hand, but the amount of, that went back. Yeah, it's going to be more than eleven. Yeah. Like, and and that's what they do. Like, the loan players, they get them at a, a lower rate for the wages, which helps with the wage budget. But it doesn't. It doesn't look for future planning. It's just for the now, and it seems like Oldham have done that for a long period of time. Yeah. Like if it was me, and and like, I'm just a football fan. I love football, and um, if it was me, I'd love to see them put the money that they have got into a youth infrastructure. That'll take 10, 15, 20 years maybe, but still, then look at what your wage budget is and where you're going to pull these players from. Like we we was going to do on the show today, weren't we? A uh, a, a, a what is it? A released. Um, 
yeah, 11 or at least 13 that Oldham could possibly buy. And yeah. I think it might be a good idea to put it out to a poll to see what the Oldham, Oldham fans yeah. think. Because they've, like, I think you said to me um, off air that they've tried to get players from lower divisions and because they don't cost as much. Uh, you can get them for free. The wages aren't as dear. They're keen and eager to become professional footballers. So getting them from yeah. uh, Conference, Conference South, Conference North, it's, it's, good. it's a good pool to get them from. But do we have to be patient with those players? Because yeah. you have to. Well, if they're coming up into league football, it's a different kettle of fish, isn't it? Mm. All the fans want you to get in touch. We're going to put a tweet out, reply to it. Um, let us know. We can discuss this in the social. Social then, mate. Let I want know them to which do way good. You want to go. I want them to do good because I don't live far from their ground. Yeah, <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's a decent ground as well. Mate, to it's, be but fair. it's it's in one of the original Premier League yeah, clubs, yeah. and they shouldn't be. Tre- they shouldn't be the way it is. No. Like I don't. I don't like that. Not at all. Right, love it. We're gonna play. Simply Red, fancy a bit of Simply Red today. Something got me started, and then we're going to get into the United and City 11. We're on a little bit of a jive, it's you, aren't we? You nearly caught me then, I was proper singing and dancing <laughs> to it, and I didn't know we'd come back on it. <laughs> right, we're going to get into it. You're listening to Ian and Love It from the Football Man Cave Live on Manchester Radio. We are hitting up our Man United and Man City season 11s. I'm a United fan. If you didn't know, Love It is a Man City fan, so this should be interesting, but first put a call. We've agreed on a formation. We have. Four, one, two, three. Well, f- four, you, three, three. We've yeah, all right. midfielder. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we kind of haven't. Yeah. <laughs> four, one, two, three. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you said you said four, one, two, three. And my, uh, yeah, I, I call it a four, three, three. I'm having a holding midfielder. Yep. Two attacking mids, basically floating. Yep. And then three up front. Yeah. Right forward, left forward striker. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly the same. Basically. Right. Love it. Let you take your honours. Goalkeeper. Goalkeeper, I've gone with Edison, Manchester City's Edison. Yeah, perfectly consistent. You can't, you can't argue with United, that. United's <laughs> like, situation, it's an obvious choice. Yeah. Edison obviously gets ours. It's uh, it's not just because of his shot stopping. And like sometimes he don't he don't have to save a shot for geez, forty minutes. Yeah, no. Do you know what I mean? He, he comes alive, he makes he makes saves, but it's the assists and, and I know he's a goalie and I know he has to come and claim crosses, which he does. I know he has to be a shot stopper, which he is. But when you've got that added extra where he can play like a sweeper and just clip he, I think he's assisted like six goals this season. Where he's just clipped balls straight that straight down the line onto the winger's toes and then the ball's gone. I think into I have seen assists. Yeah. I was yeah. looking because mine's Obviously, stat based. Yeah, the, the I've, six, got, I've got into stats. Yeah. As well, the, as six, the six assists are, are, are in at all competitions, yeah, yeah. but like for for a goalie to do that, right? It's a nice, it's a nice. Um, yeah. So it's a good way out as well because they say that we're they say that Manchester City are, are uh, they like we hog the ball, we keep yeah, the ball, yeah. with, uh, but, but and nice sometimes sometimes he'll it. do that and just yeah. open it up. Left back, I've gone with Lucho. Same here. Yeah. Wow, two out of two. What's going on here? Yeah. Well, uh, mate, he's he's been season con- of season of his United career. Yeah. He's been he's been he's been consistently the best left back in the Premier League. Yeah. All season long. One goal, five assists yeah. this year. That's just in Premier League. It's all oh, my stats are Premier League yeah. based, by the way. For, for me, it's his work rate, yeah. outright work rate. Like he just works works hard. I mean, everybody always gives him some stick about the way he looks, saying he looks chubby and overweight and stuff. But mate, I mate, love to be that chubby. Mate, <laughs> he, can, he can get he can get up and down that field, and like I hope. I do hope, and I know we'll be doing this in the next couple of shows. I hope he makes England's. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I, he, he should be England's in left back. A couple back. of weeks, we're yeah. gonna do that. Right, centre back. Should I name them both? Or yeah, we'll name them both. Go on, two centre backs. This is where we're gonna disagree. I reckon. Uh, so I've gone Diaz. I've gone Diaz. Manchester City, and yeah. I've gone John Stones. Right. So you'll have gone Maguire. No, I've I've gone Sto- uh, No, I've gone Diaz. Um, 
And honestly, I cannot decide between Maguire and Stones. Statistically, <laughs> statistically, they're on a par. Maguire's played all season, captain, like it, our best centre back. Because let's be honest, we've not got great centre backs, but it is. He's been real. He's been really good for us since we've signed. And they, they both, they both equally. I'm very similar to you. Uh, they both equally got the same stats this year in the Premier League. They both equally make the same similar types yeah. of mistakes as well. And yeah. that's why Gareth Southgate won't play them both together. No. They'll play with three because he knows they've both got a mistake yeah, yeah. or two in them. But um, he's, I think what's edged it for me more than anything, if it was going to be a proper team, is what I'm thinking is. How well Stones has linked up with Diaz. That's why that's, I picked Stones. That's what I'd edge it yeah. for me. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly why I went with it. I went with Stones because him and Diaz's relationship, partnership works. When you see Stones and Maguire together for England, yeah. mate, I'm not sure. But they were all right in Euro, was it Euro World Cup. Yeah, the World Cup when we World got to Cup. the semis. Yeah, they were decent. It was good together. together. They were yeah. good. Yeah, but they had. Um, but the Stones had a bit of a dip and then he's come back up and he's yeah. a different player now yeah right right back uh, I've gone with Cancelo Manchester City have you I've gone Aaron Wan-Bissaka I knew you'd go Wan-Bissaka yeah I looked at Cancelo I did look and I thought he, he's, I didn't realise how, how good he has been yeah. but um, to be fair his overall average rating is 7.16 to uh, well I compared him to Walker to be fair 6.75 yeah. Yeah. for Walker uh, more tackles, more interceptions, a fewer fouls given away compared to Kyle Walker in that right back position. That's that first little one. Cancelo, go on. Give us your, give us your argument. The, well, the reason why I've gone for Cancelo is I'll, I'll, I'll say why I've gone for Cancelo, and then I'll say why I don't think Wambazaka should be in it. Is I've gone for Cancelo because he can interlink, he can drop into the midfield, uh, he can get beyond the defender and put balls in the box as well. He don't just defend; he can attack as well. Now, if you speak to the majority of Manchester United fans, they will tell you that Aaron Wan-Bissaka can tackle, yeah. but on the ball, he's absolutely shocking. Well, that's it. <laughs> but I'm looking at a right back who can tackle. Yes, I, but, I'm not bothered about him going forward. I'll but, be honest. But, but Cancelo can he, do both. As a former winger, though, Aaron Wan-Bissaka shocks me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because he used he to be gets, a winger. He gets into that final third and he forgets how to play. Football. Goes to pieces. Yeah, yeah. But like, I, I think you can that, see him like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? Yeah, I think as I think as a total package, Cancelo. Out, outweighs it for me. Yeah, uh, he can defend and he can get forward as well. Who right. are we going with? Cancelo. Don't know. We have to pick somebody. I don't know. I You've don't just agreed with for most of it. I'm, go- I'm going based on a right back defender. Right. Okay. Bissaka. But you told me you was going to go based off stats. Yeah. Right. Well, I based him against Kyle Walker. To be fair, so we're flawed, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I know, well, I, 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 I think we should. Definitely put Cancelo in there. Right, well, I'll, I'll leave you that one. Cool. Because I might have to get one back later you, on. You're probably going to. Right, um, defensive mid. I've gone with Rodri. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a no-brainer. Yeah, I Com- think he's... compared to Matt Fred. <laughs> All day. <laughs> and I, th- I think he's probably going to be, he's going to be definitely be in team, Premier League team of the year. Yeah, he should be. He's, I think he's he, absolute quality. I think yeah. he wouldn't be far off a, a, a close shout for player of the year. What City have done so well in their signings, and they're all like 50, 60 million pound signings, it's, they're just quality. Yeah, but most most of these these boys that we're talking about, so Cancelo and Roger, it's not the first season. No, no, it, they, he's brought them in. They've been able to be an understudy to somebody, and, and then it, he's yeah, 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 he's done it right, and he right. Um, we we'll go to I've called them floating midfielders, the attacking midfielders. I'm gonna go Kevin De Bruyne. Yeah, obviously. Do you know what? I, that was because I I have put Kevin De Bruyne. I yeah. have uh, because he's 
one. Of, I think he's a joint top assist. I think Kane has nicked it top now. Assist, in the well, top assist at City with eleven. Yeah, he's, I think he's in the Premier in the premise. It's Kane, but um, it, it was between for me with that position. It was between him and Gundogan because of how good of a season he has. Was, but yeah, I, I t- he's been a incredible this season. Hasn't yeah, he? yeah, but. Uh, you would always go, thing. Uh, and then the other attacking midfield I've gone for is Bruno. Exactly. Can't mess with 18 that. goals, 11 assists, and yeah. I knew you'd bring it up. 10 of them goals were <laughs> Mate, I, I, think he's, I think he's class. You know, In the Premier League. As you know me, I watch all, all the other leagues, and, yeah, and, yeah. and I watch Portuguese, Portuguese League a lot, and he was, he was, he he was, was, amazing, ridic- he was ridiculous over there. He was rubbish in there. Italy, though, before that, if you remember. Yeah. Uh, right, on your left, left of the front three. I've gone with Phil Foden. Have you? I've gone Rashford. I knew this is where we'd hit loggerheads a little bit here. I've gone Rashford. I'd put Sterling in me, to be fair, because of his stats. I'd put Sterling there. And then, this was about three hours later. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know the craziest (laughs) thing here? Is these front three was the hardest out of all of them for me to choose. Yeah, and it's because how many people have been so inconsistent all season. So I I, I look for consistency because you don't... You win, you win league titles and you win trophies when you've got consistent players yeah. that are consistently good all the time. They're getting sevens, eights, nines and tens every week. So, 11 goals, 9 assists, 3 most appearances behind Fernandez and Maguire. Average rating only behind Fernandez. Um, obviously, comparing to Sterling, his second... Twice as many games as well, by the way, than yeah. everyone else. Sterling's second top scorer with 10. Um, Gundogan's 12. Second in assists... So they brought over six. So that's why I was, I was yeah. tossing up between the two. I, I, I think I said to you on the way in, um, the stats is what messed my head up a little bit with this. So I just went for, out of the, the team that I've based so far yeah. with the defenders, the goal in the midfield, I've gone with these three forwards based off a little bit of the stats, but how it complements yeah. the team. And the I, reason why I went... Yeah, I was, if folding anything would have been a midfield for me, I wouldn't have put him out on well, he plays out on the left for City yeah. most most games. That's to be one. fair, plays, think, and that's why that's why Sterling hasn't been getting in the team because yeah. Foden's yeah. been playing out there and he can move into the middle as well. Uh, I'm not gonna go with false nine nonsense and stuff no, like no, that. I'm no. a striker by trade, and I like <laughs> a striker. Like I said, I like you two wish. strikers. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we gonna like? Obviously, I've I've had one, and I got Cancelo in the team. So, yeah. I, I was I was caught between uh, Rashford. To be fair, we'll like, go Rashford for the goals. Cool. Right, so we've gone Rashford there for left forward. On your right. Right forward. I've got, this is going to be a controversial one, this, but consistently all season, I've gone with Maris. Same here. Oi! Great mate, season. I did not think you yeah. would have picked mate, him. Mate, he's been mint. He's been unreal. He's been class. And, mate, when we signed Important him... Important goals as well. And when we signed him, I, I didn't want to touch him with it, but I thought, yeah, he's all right at Leicester, yeah, but yeah. He's, he's just one-dimensional. Unreal yeah. this year. Important unreal. goals. Nine goals, four assists yeah. this season. And I think we haven't got a right winger. You no, could, mate. You know what I mean? He could look at Greenwood, but compared to what Mara is. Well, we were talking about yeah. that last week, and I, and I want Greenwood to become the sh- to yeah. become a striker United. That's what that's what I do. So I want to put him at, at winger anyway. Final one, right? Up well, front. City, City, I'm not going with that false nine nonsense because right. like I'm not I'm, I'm a striker by trade. I've gone with Edson Cavani. Same here. Have you? Wow. And the reason and this is easier than I thought. <laughs> this and the reason, but like I said to you, the only one that I really struggled with was Rashford. And in my mind, I was like, do I put Foden on the left, Rashford down the middle yeah, as, yeah. as an out-and-out striker? But I've gone with Cavani because because of the back end of the season yeah. and how Nine well he's done. And for me, he's a proper forward. Yeah, and if, that's, if you put him in this team that we've created here, he's scoring. Well, that, that's twenty five thousand goals. That's well, it, it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's 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 why I went. That's why I went with Cavani because yeah. I wanted an out and out striker to play down the middle, out of them two Manchester clubs. And at the moment, 
Aguero is on his holidays. Um, Jesus, I, I think he doesn't know what position he is. No. He is a striker, yeah, but yeah. I think he's trying to he's trying to fit into City's team, and he's he's just a little bit lost at the minute. He's young and he's got time, so I wouldn't bash him too much for that. But Cavani's just. What me and you have picked and the team that we've picked, we want an out-and-out striker yeah. in that team. Somebody yeah, you don't that, want someone like floating yeah. about. Like you've got enough of them four around him. Yeah, yeah. He's got he's got more than enough. Yeah, firepower most, there. Most right? definitely. I thought that would have been a little more difficult. Yeah, that no, was good. Yeah. It was. Good. We on, we only disagreed on the right back and the left the left forward. That's not bad. That it's decent. That mate. Yeah. That's what stats does for you. Uh, I, I just what I say. Um, like with Cavani as well. Like I've got like my cousin. I, I don't like to shout people out on this or anything like that, but. He's he's a proper proper United fan. Like this is what he'll tell you, and um, he he's now already putting him as one of the best strikers in the world. Which <laughs> I yep, don't. I mean, he has been for. He's been. Has, but he's, he's coming. Yeah. He's coming to. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Now, I, I, as it as it as it now stands, he's settled he's, in. He's done really well. He's right? done really well. But I wouldn't put him in my top five cent- out and out strikers in world football at the moment. But for that United City eleven, he was. He's been mustered, hasn't he? Um, someone's just just. Message me saying, Aaron Wampasaka, question mark. Mate, honestly. A couple of expletives. And then um, Rashford agreed. So yeah. I think that right back position is is the one, I think. Right, after this, we are going England Euro 96. I am well excited. We're going to play Kings of Leon, Sex on Fire. We're going to get that team up and let us know on the socials, Football Man Cave, what you think. Leon, Sex on Fire. Right, love it. Um, England. Euro 96, for me, brings back absolutely amazing memories. Loved it. Wish I was just a little bit older, because I was about, I think I was about 13, I think, maybe 14. I wish I'd have been like... Nah, you must have been younger than that, because I think I was about 14. Hang on, 96. I'd have been 13. Yeah, so I, I might have been about 15. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish I was older to experience... It was so good. Experiencing the pubs, basically. Yeah, it was so good. Uh, right, Go. So um, the reason why I picked it, obviously, because the season's coming to an end, uh, and then we're going to go into Euro two thousand, Euro two thousand and one. Did you know that they've called it? They're still going to call it Euro two thousand. They're not going to call it Euro two thousand and one because of merchandising, because they've already printed. Yeah. They printed it a year ago. That makes sense. They're going to use it also. They don't want to lose any money. Um, so yeah. So I'm st- talking about the Euro ninety six. Uh, there's lots of interesting stuff coming off the back of this. To be fair, um, the, the the England team was. The, the disconnect, I think this happened not not too long ago before Southgate come in, to be fair. The disconnect between the fans and the, and, and the team, like the fans stopped liking watching the yeah. team play. So after um, World Cup Italia United, which was another major tournament, like Unreal, I was just old enough to digest it, understand it. I think that was like my real first um, real experience yeah, of was... getting excited about football back yeah. then. Um, but uh, after that tournament, like hopes was like we got into the semis we can do it so in Euro, Euro 92 we're going to push we're going to win Euro 92 then we're going to be ready for the World Cup 94 we're going to win that the fans was all, all geared up for it we struggled to qualify for Euro 92 we just qualified for Euro 92 we got knocked out in the group stages of Euro 92 I think we only scored one goal in all of in the three games did Denmark win that yeah Denmark won it yeah. Denmark, Denmark was in our group but uh, the, the mad thing is is Denmark shouldn't have been in that because they didn't, they did, you know the playoffs. Yeah. 
they got beat off. I think it was Yugoslavia. If you remember, it was a it was a, a quiz, quiz question. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah all the they, week they got they got beat off Yugoslavia, and then Yugoslavia got banned from the the tournament. So then they brought Denmark in, and they won it. Uh, and then we didn't qualify for your USA '94, which was an unreal tournament, but you couldn't really enjoy it because because <laughs> England wasn't in it. I remember um, watching the finals, Italy Brazil at final. Yep. It was about three in the morning. Yeah, and I'd got up. Just obviously every game mum and dad's been there they're on randomly ev- every game had 90 to 100,000 fans in it because yeah. they're using the American football stadiums like r- ridiculous ridiculous tournament so we missed out on those two tournaments remember Graham uh, not Graham what was he called George Graham was yeah. it saying I do not like orange no what was he called no. I don't know oh I don't mate. know who it is uh, I forgot he'll come to me in a minute so I remember that uh, Ray Outen goal yeah, for Republic of for Ireland. Republic, Ireland. Yeah, it was, it was so good. So yeah, so um, despite all these bad runs of form, the the disconnect between the fans and the players, um, nobody really liking English football. We we won the um, what would you call it? We won the the, the the what would you call it, mate? The 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 decision to run host the competition yeah. out of out of England. Yeah, I don't know what you'd call that, I'll be honest. Yeah. So, uh, despite the bad run of the form, most amount of money to us, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and you've got a good enough, good enough load of stadiums yeah, at yeah. the Premier League. Um, so, yeah. So, despite the bad run of form, uh, our odds for the tournament because it was in the U- because it was in England and we'd won the World Cup before in England when yeah. we hosted it last time was twelve to one, which was the second best odds, or third best odds uh, to Germany and Spain, um, which was crazy because we were shocking yeah. and nobody liked us um, at that time. Our main goal scorer and our main goal threat was Alan Shearer, and he hadn't scored for 21 months. That's 12 international matches uh, going into the tournament. So he'd not he'd not scored for that long. The fans was getting on Terry Venables, who was the then manager, getting on his case to drop him, but he wouldn't drop no. him. So you had the likes of Andy Cole, Ian Wright, Teddy Sheringham. There was so many <clears throat> Robbie Fowler. There. Yeah. there was so many good strikers, but. Uh, Venables stuck with Shearer and said, "He's our main man. We're going to play with him." And the fans that and even more disconnect with that. Um, a lot of the uh, off all the research I was doing, a lot of the footballers have said that was in that '96 team how much they they really really respected Terry Venables, even more so Gaza. Like Gaza was like he was the best manager I ever yeah. ever played for. Um, so yeah, um, so we told Alan Shearer, regardless of all the media scrutiny that they got, and they got loads coming into this tournament, by the way, um, that he's going to be the lead striker regardless. Um, he, he just always backs his players. Uh, in that tournament, Shearer finished top goal scorer yeah, with yeah. five goals. Yeah. Um, just before the tournament started, so after they did the last um, pre the last friendly before the tournament started, uh, Venables allowed them, because he was one of the lads, Venables, allowed them to go to Hong Kong for a night out. <laughs> Right, just like you do. As you do, uh, yeah. And, and and that was a week before the Euros. Uh, and you'll remember in the press, the Sun really bashed them with the dentist chair. They was in a bar. Yeah, they, there were some cracking pictures. Yeah, and, and they, they, all these pictures were slapped all over the headlines of the Sun newspaper. These guys are going to... The, the weight of the country is on their shoulders and da-da-da and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, the, the press hated them even more with this dentist chair thing. Um, even more so, on the way home from that, they smashed the aeroplane up and because they didn't want the press to get wind of it or anybody catch on, every player in the squad, in that in the 23-man squad or the 22-man squad back then, um, put money towards to pay the airline right. before they landed. Just paid them off, basically. Paid, paid yeah. them off. Even the players that wasn't involved in it, like <laughs> David Siemens was yeah. like, oh, yeah, go on then, we'll go pay. On. Yeah. So all that had gone on. They proper just had a proper nobble with each other. He was just loving it. Uh, at, the, at the time, Badil and Skinner had been approached um, to... 
be be part of um, who, who was it? Who was the actual band that did it? I can't Lightning Seeds. Lightning Seeds. So that was around the time when because FA Cup reminded me of when footballers did like FA Cup. Songs, yeah, 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 like yeah, like yeah. Like yeah. So every year, yeah, yeah, every year. So yeah, so Bedil and Skinner came in and made this. They made this Free Lion song, which nobody really got on board of just yet. Um, the first game was against Switzerland, so this, the tournament opened and started. They drew one all. Alan Shearer scored the goal for England. So after that 21-month hiatus of not yeah, scoring, he scored in the first game, uh, which then really gave everybody a boost. Venables was buzzing. It was a poor performance. They got ripped uh, off the press like this was shocking. We're never going to make it anywhere. Uh, after that first game, Gaza goes out and gets papped boozing <laughs> with, 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 a load of, <laughs> with a load of friends and, and ladies. Um which then the Sun newspaper did a poll uh, to say get kick him out of the squad, and eighty six percent of the fans wanted him out of the squad. No way! How mad's that? How mad's that? That's crazy. Paul Gascoigne, like I can't believe that. I still believe after reading that the other day that the press made that up. Like, yeah. there's no way. Speak to any England fan. You'd not want one him England. In your team exactly. All day. Exactly. Second game was against Scotland. Uh, that was the day of the Manchester bomb attack, if you remember. Right. So it was on exactly the I same day. Know. It was on exactly the same day. Uh, my, I know exactly where I was on that day, which is crazy. I was, I was in town, but was that's another story yeah. I could talk about. I was in town. I was not far, if people know where it is, you know, Piccadilly train station. Yeah. I wasn't far from there when a bomb went off. I seen it. It was unreal. Yeah, that's another mad. story, to be fair. Um, but yeah, so, and then I went back uh, to my friend's house who lived in Collierhurst and we watched the game against Scotland. Right. Like, shook up, but... This this changed it for us, made us a good day. We won two nil. Um, uh, uh, they brought what Venables did was he was a tactical genius. Remember, I think he was having a laugh about it. He did the Christmas tree formation. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. used to rip, rip him to shreds about this Christmas tree formation, <laughs> but it used to work. Uh, he was one of the first managers in the UK that went with a free at the back as well, because uh, a lot of Italian clubs was doing that. Um, so in that match, he made a change. He took off um, Stuart Pearce and brought on Jamie Redknapp, which. Uh, he, he encourages England to play football, which none really did. It was always get up to the big guys. It was a typical four four two. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he used to, he used to mix it around a little bit. So he brought Redknapp on at half time, uh, which changed the game around. And then Gaza scored that famous goal where he lobs it over Colin Andrews' head uh, and then laces it into the bottom corner. Literally minutes after Stephen had saved that. Penalty. Yes, yes, he yeah. saved the penalty against Gordon Jory. Yeah. Went straight down the other end and did that. Um, and then went and did the celebration, lay on his back, yeah. the dentist chair celebration with him and Teddy Sheringham, which then made the press start to like them. And then the it's fans sort of started themselves to, Yeah, and then and then the fans started to get on board. And that's when the first Free Lion song started playing and everybody started singing the Free Lion song in the in the audience. Which in, is in weird because that kicked off then like that was the frenzy that. songs. Yeah. Yeah, and th- and that was when Everybody started. Do you remember when it was? Uh, tw- two, was it twenty eighteen World Cup? Twenty eighteen was it twenty eighteen when we got to the semi finals? Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, twenty. Twenty. I don't know. I can't. Yeah, that one when we got to World Cup final, the semi finals. Yeah. <laughs> well, I remember when all all of the nation just got together and you just yeah. kept saying videos all over. So it was exactly the 20, same. It, no, yeah, it, yeah, I can't yeah, eighteen. Yeah, eighteen. And and ha- it was and heightened even more because we didn't have social media back then. So people were just out in London, just parading off. everywhere. Uh, Tony Adams uh, said in an interview uh, coming up to the last uh, group game that you don't beat Holland 5-6-0. and six nil. Uh, It just doesn't happen because they're that good of a squad. We beat them 4-0. Uh, England became second favourite after that. Um, Shearer scored two. Sheringham scored two. Uh, we just what a game made them look silly. Yeah. Um, 
Then we played Spain in the semi in the quarterfinals. We drew nil nil, and it went to extra time and penalties. And during the extra time in that tournament, it was the golden goal. So if you scored, you were through. You were through. Yeah. Uh, in that game, and in that game, Spain got a goal disallowed for offside, which VAR would have overruled because it was onside. So we would have been out of the tournament at that point. We go into penalties, and Stuart's pace scores that legendary penalty. Uh, what is it? Six years from the one that he missed yeah, in yeah. the semi-final. And then in the scores mental. Yes, and everybody does. Uh, they get to the semi-finals against Germany, who, who were the favourites. Shearer scores again. We draw one all. Uh, the press have built the game up, like the tabloids and, and England players, and the press a bit of disconnect again, uh, making it like a war. Like a war between England, England and Germany, Germany yeah. and the players. Which you was like, saw was due to be fair. Yeah, and the players was like, it wasn't that. Did it, whatever. Uh, it went to extra time, which was a golden goal. Germany scored in golden goal time. It was disallowed uh, for a push. It was a header off a cross. Uh, but if there was VAR again, that wouldn't have happened. Right. <laughs> uh, goes to penalties. Shearer scores the first. Platt scores the second. Pierce scores the third. Gaza scores the fourth. Sheringham scores the fifth. Goes into goal. Uh, sudden death. Southgate misses. Uh, who's our now England manager yeah. and got us to win at uh, the very first uh, penalty shootout for a long time as the manager. Uh, after the tournament, Venables made the decision due to legal complications to step down uh, because there was some something going on. Uh, and he was the first manager since Alf, um, Alf Ramsey to play uh, uh, possessional football uh, and take take it to oppositions where we was a long time, we was just like 4-4-2, pump it up to the big lad, yeah, play, off, play off the bits. It was just a crazy, crazy tournament, and just all of the the stuff behind it, and the free lion song, and just the full nation coming together after years and years and years of nobody liking England as a football club. It was unreal. As we were on half time, is that Harry Kane has basically said he wants to leave Spurs, which we, we knew anyway because mm. obviously he wants to play Champions League football, and Spurs aren't going to get definitely that. not going to be in the Champions League. <laughs> so um, United. City, Chelsea, which we've we've said anyway, are the three that are instantly linked with him. I feel United should go for him and get him, especially if he's available. I know we've got Cavani, but I think long term we should we should be getting Kane in. Um, what are your thoughts? What do you think? I don't know, mate. I think obviously because it's so fresh. Um, I think that Chelsea might be the shout for him. You know, Draco. Like Chelsea ruin strikers, don't they? Really? Yeah, one hundred percent. Unless it's not drug by the ruin strikers, yeah. <laughs> Zola are drug by the ruin strikers. But I think that, um, yeah, that it just is a London lad. It doesn't have to move too but would far. Would he go from Spurs to Chelsea? Why not? I mean, to be fair, he was an Arsenal fan going off the pitches as a kid. Arsenal, Arsenal to Tottenham. Yeah, yeah. He says he does say he's a Tottenham fan now, but yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's like Carragher pretending he was a Liverpool <laughs> yeah. fan for years when he was an Everton fan, but. No, like it's. I think they take loads of things into consideration. I don't think they like like a like a um a, a, just a raw football supporter. You'd go right, go to City. You're gonna win more trophies there. Yeah, yeah. It's perfect for him. Go to City. But I don't think he's fit in City. Yeah, I I don't. But he's a class player. Like, don't get me wrong, and he's he's somebody great to have in in your squad. Most definitely, especially when we're losing Aguero and whatever. But yeah, yeah. like, you've got to take load. There's loads of factors in there. Like, there's. Um, family, he's got kids, his missus is from London, all yeah. his family's from London. If he can stay, become a Premier League legend and, and only move down the road, why would he need to? Yeah, yeah. And I think as well, Chelsea, especially with Tuchel in, in charge, they're go- United City Chelsea are going to be the three next season up there for me, challenging. Mm. 
I think if he goes Chelsea, it tips in their favour. I think whatever club he goes to, tips the odds in his favour, in think, their favour massively. Yeah, I think that Tunchal shout is, isn't a bad shout, that. Yeah. I think that, because, uh, uh, like, just naturally, us, me as a City fan, you as a United fan, and probably most people in the footballing world, like I'm looking now on Twitter and it's like, uh, Manchester City have already been in touch with Harry Kane's representatives. Yeah, it's saying that, isn't it? Uh, but, like, you just don't know. Like, Tunchal has made massive changes at Tottenham. They're in Champions League uh, final, um, FA Cup final he was in and he lost. If Kane was in it, would it have been a different story? Um, Tottenham is just looking like it. It's just, it just looks lost at the minute. I mean, they're talking about the, the, one of the main um, manager, managers that they're looking at bringing in is uh, Scott Parker. Is it? Yeah. Wow. That's one of the main guys <laughs> that they're looking to bring in. Like, wow. So if you're Harry Kane and you're looking at that, hundred percent you're gonna throw a <laughs> you're gonna throw in a bit and of a, a, a transfer request, yeah. So um it's it's just broke as well that Spurs are actually looking at strikers already, just in case. It be, mm. I think you are best off if this is breaking and this is what it is, obviously it is Sky Sports News, so you're not always hundred percent sure we've we've seen stuff in the past. But if it is, you get him now after post season before the Euros because if he has a good Euros uh, yeah Euros yep. his price is going up it's, it's going up anyway what is it top top Premier League goal scorer uh, top assist million more than that I reckon I reckon around about 145 100, wow. 145 to 150 million is what they'll put well, a lot of that, isn't it? what did you get out of Maguire for 80 right double that yeah do you know what I mean mm. because this this guy this guy, win, this, well, this guy wins games yeah do you know what I mean yeah like that goes that goes for a lot. I've just seen another one on the Twitter. Um, the reason why he's made this decision so so sharply is because he's seen Jamie Vardy lift two trophies and he's not picked a single one. Up. Well, somebody put on uh, the other week, and I can't remember it. it well, I think it was on Twitter saying, "If you'd have stayed at Norwich, you'd have had three trophies in bank by now," <laughs> <laughs> which is shocking, isn't it? Um, yeah, it's just mad breaking news that, especially before the season's finished, you'd think something like that would. If he has come out and said, "Look, I, I want to leave," right, all right, but surely he'd just he'd just wait. But then, to be fair, Spurs haven't got anything going for him, have they? No, There's, like they're not they're not going to be. I don't even think they're going to be in the um, in the Europa League, are they? But Harry Kane doesn't want to be in the Europa no, League. He wants no. to be he wants to be the Premier League all time top goal scorer. He wants to be like um, Champions League all time top goal scorer. And, and the, to be fair, he's got a game ratio. You, you won't put it past him no. to do something like that. We um, we actually said that the other week that what does he want? Does mm. he want to be a shearer where he stays at Newcastle? Oh, well, Spurs in his instant and gets records left, right, and centre. Or does he want to get trophies? And obviously, he's sort of nailing his nailing his flags in. And I was saying, look, I, I want to get somewhere because, and I think it's a massive indication for Spurs as well. Mm. Because basically, he's, he's basically saying there, look, Spurs are going absolutely nowhere fast. Yeah. If you look at them, how bad it's been. It's been a, it's been a crazy one. And I think next one at the door, then after that, obviously Bale's going back. Yep. Um, Son will be gone. Yeah, mate. Cause he's, and, see, out of all of them, out, Manchester City, I'd take, yeah. I'd take Son. Like, that's, I'd definitely go for that guy. I think, he, I, I think he's their best player. Um, Harry Kane gets all the plaudits because he scores all the goals. But, like, if it wasn't for that guy playing alongside him, he creates so he just does so much running to create chances and openings for Harry Kane to score goals, and I think that he'll he'll probably need that. And uh, to, to be fair, at Chelsea, United or City, 
he's going to get them types of chances, isn't he? I've just looked on Twitter now. Liverpool are, are saying, do you reckon it'd be a, a good answer to our scoring issues? He won't go to Liverpool. No. No. And that's not the man out of me. That's not the man in me coming out at all. I just don't think that, like, where they've gone this season, and you can say it's through to, due to injuries and stuff like that, but where they're sitting at this moment in time, looks like there's a bit of dis- disconnect with the front three. Um, there's Wijnaldum's not signing a new contract and not staying. Like there's, there's loads of stuff going on behind the scenes there, I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas Chelsea are, Chelsea are growing, United are growing, City are looking at, well, we were talking about the quadruple a couple of weeks ago, yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and, and it doesn't look like that's going to let up anytime soon. And then we've not even, that's this is just breaking news right now. When Real Madrid get hold of that, that's it, Real Madrid. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's another one you're going to talk about. Because Barcelona have basically finished third in La Liga now, haven't they? Mm. It's between Madrid and, well, the two Madrids. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, obviously they always look for a big marquee signing. Paris Saint-Germain would probably, you look at Juventus, they've not done well this season, Inter Milan. Well, Juventus are in all sorts of trouble, aren't they? So yeah. I don't even know if they'd be in a league <laughs> next year. But, but, but yeah, I think I the, think the, the big wigs will be. They're, they're going to start up. knocking soon, most yeah. definitely. And, and Real Madrid will be the first ones to come knocking. I think. I mean, I don't know how old is he. Do you know how old? I think he's about twenty-eight. I was thinking twenty-eight. Twenty-seven, twenty-eight. I think um, if he was, if he wants to win trophies, I think like Real Madrid is a good shout. If you want, but it depends if he wants to stay in England. If he wants to. Do it at the top level, basically, for a, a top Premier League club. That, that Shearer record is something that yeah. we, we said it weeks ago, that it's something that we don't think will be beaten. No. Um, it, it, so, it just depends on ha- what his uh, personal goal is. Is it, um, I want to get as many trophies as possible, or I want to be a legend with him, like a Premier League legend? Do you know what I mean? Because le- like Gareth Bale was looked at as a Premier League legend until he left and went to Real Madrid. Yeah, this one's breaking. Barca and Real Madrid could join the race as a plan B unless they sign Haaland or and Mbappe. Yeah, so Real Madrid will go for both of those. Two. Yeah, Real Madrid are going for a striker because they've, they've, they've only got... Um, Benzema. Ben, yeah, Karen ben, Benzema is an out-and-out striker. Oh, now is he? Yeah. So they've, they've, only got, they've only got him left. Yeah. Um, they've not really got... I mean, they've got a lad that they've loaned out to Frankfurt who they bought from Frankfurt who isn't great. Yeah. Um, so they need forwards, and they need well. They need to rebuild and restructure. I mean, that's why all the all the talk about Zidane leaving has, has come out out and out of the woodwork and stuff. But if, if I was Zidane and you're looking at the chance to get Harry Kane, Haaland, and yeah, also yeah. Um, Mbappe, it's not not a bad not a bad little project to be working with. I think if if Kane goes Madrid or he goes to Spain, he's breaking some unreal scoring records over there do you reckon yeah honestly I think it's really easy and I reckon I could go over there and I, I hate it around. when you say that no it's not look at him <laughs> he's back here we go thinking <laughs> out <laughs> but it is if you look at like God, Diego Forlan for instance who's at United right goes over there top scorer I'm going to try and think of some other ones but people go over to Spain right and just smash it Ronaldo Right, so so Messi, look at Messi. So based off based off that that you've just said, yeah, Ronaldo and Messi aren't the best players in the world. Ronaldo and Messi are the best players in the world, but I don't think in a different league they would have hit them crazy numbers like they did. They would, no, of course. Look, in La Liga, you've got well, this this moment in time three teams. The rest of them are basically part time, and that's based on 
my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what counts. <laughs> I love how round you get over the league. Because <laughs> I, like, I watch it all the time and, and there's no there's no surprise that there's always a Spanish team and it's not just the top three. There's always a Spanish team in either of the European Cup semi-finals because or Because it's the rest of the players, like 60% of the season, because they're playing... Go on. Farmers. No. Like, look, look, at, look at Messi's stats this year. He's played more games than, than Marcus Rashford this season. It's and Marcus Rashford's played a lot of games in all in competitions. Park, it, it's a lot slower. It's a lot easier. You, you could you don't s- admit it's a lot easier at you could, s- you could say that, but you, you're, not, you're playing against... Te- and you've got the sun. You're playing against technically better players, though. Footballers. In, in the UK, you're playing against... In, in the Premier League, you're playing against athletes. That's what you're playing against. Yeah. You're playing against runners, tacklers, technically on the ball. There's other clubs in Spain that can move the ball around just as well as our best clubs in the UK. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what we should do? Go on. We should create a European Super League. <laughs> oh, we'll be doing this again. <laughs> and see and which see club which is club actually the, the best. best. <laughs> um, someone's just put on Twitter, Anthony Martial, Lingard, Jones, Dan James, plus 60 million for Kane. Who says no? <laughs> Mate, no, I'm saying no. Lingard, possibly. Martial, too inconsistent. Jones, like, just palm him off. Just, just yeah, mate, off your pops do in you, a bit. Do you think Tottenham would go for that, though? No, what the hell? No. Would you? Would you replace Harry Kane with Martial, Lingard, Jones and James? I'd want, I'd want 100 mil as well. Yeah, I wouldn't. <laughs> that's what you'd want, wouldn't you? No, that's madness, that. Um, I'll just have a look at this. Man City bound a lot of them. Yeah, these, that's they're the, they're the biggest ones um, that I'm reading at the moment. Barcelona have jumped on now. Uh, FC Barcelona has told Tottenham that he wants to leave, and he's also said that Barcelona is something that he's looking at. What? How much truth you get out of this? The, some of these stuff. Yeah, you don't know, do you? You just don't. Chelsea, know. the Chelsea fans just put on very unlikely to ever happen, but I'd love Harry Kane at Chelsea. Clinical Premier League finisher with good strength and decent pace. Unfortunately, he'll go City United. I think he'll go City or United. I do personally, if we put the money up and we don't mess about, I think we'll have him. United. But it's, it's we a look g- at our history um, over the past seven or eight years of getting deals done. I wouldn't put a pound on it. <laughs> I'll be honest. City's probably signed a deal. You've up got already. a new director of football now, don't you? Yeah, but City have probably put the deal in already. They're already done. They're quick, aren't they? Efficient. Yeah. About- I'll still be trying to f- sign Kane on 31st of August. <laughs> arguing over a couple of quid. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a couple of funny ones. If you if you like a good, um, a, a few memes and a few good little gaffes and that, there's one of uh, Son crying at the Champions League final. You know, Ed, like yeah, yeah, Eddie yeah. Nans crying his eyes out being consoled by 30 people saying that his best mate's leaving. <laughs> <laughs> just, there's just some good ones out there. <laughs> right. We're um, we're going to get onto Ian's pub quiz after this. Uh, we're also going to be chatting about our great Manchester manager of the season. We'll be chatting about Stockport, a bit of Salford as well. Um, we're going to be a little bit different. We want people to get involved this week on the on the on the quiz. You against everybody else in the world. That's what I'm going for this week. Because I just keep winning. I just, just keep you winning. Stop, you don't stop losing this. Like, <laughs> it's decent. So get at us on the socials, Football Man Cave. Let us know your scores. No cheating. You get to win um, absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it's the privilege of beating me the for the privilege. first time. Uh, right, we're going to play Blur, Song 2, and then we're going to get into Ian's book quiz. Proper gets you going, that one, doesn't it? That, that was, I remember that song being one of the very first songs that came onto FIFA. Do you remember? Do you know what we should FIFA do? FIFA 98. 
So we should do one week. Go on. Have a show of the best FIFA tunes. Oh, that's a good shout. Put that on the social. Yeah. Yeah. But that I think that was the original one. I remember when it was FIFA 98, Roll to the World Cup. Yeah, And you could do... One. Do you remember? that was? I think that was probably technically playable, the best one, because you could do the full World Cup qualifiers, couldn't yeah, you? And one. you could be any team in the world. Yeah, any nation, that. sorry. Any nation in the world you could be. I don't know about you. I started off with FIFA, and then I went to Pro, Pro. Evo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Throughout yeah. the like, zeros, of, yeah. like 2004. And then think, back to FIFA. And then back to FIFA, about... All the way back to FIFA, I reckon two thousand and eleven. Yeah, the game, the gameplay proper flipped, didn't it? And then, and then Pro Evo, Conor brought Pro Evo out, and yeah, it yeah. just went. They just, it just felt so lifelike yeah, the yeah. way you play, the way you kick the ball, it? so good. And then they went bad, and then FIFA just, FIFA probably just bought all of their <laughs> yeah. their, their programmers, their digital programmers. Um, yeah, we got into a FIFA talk, and we can talk about that for hours, can't we? Yeah. What we're gonna do is we're gonna have Love It against. The rest of the world, as this is Manchester Radio Online, we're going out across. I think it was fifty-five countries last time. We 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 uh, kept a tab. Um, no, no cheating, you lot, because I don't cheat. <laughs> yeah, we're on his scores. In right, Are you ready? Hang on. Ian's pub quiz. Every week, every week. Right, joining at home. Let us know. First question, lovey. How many clubs competed? In the very first Premier League season. 24. 24? 22. Was it 22? Yeah. I actually thought you'd get that one, me. For some mad reason, I thought it was 24. Is it, 20, it was 24 in the, like... In the one before, yeah, division, I think. Bo- division and, then, one. and then they went down again to 20 now. Yeah, yeah. All right. Wow. Question two. Which country has appeared in three World Cup finals but never won the competition? Ooh, that's a good one. Three World Cup finals, but never ever won it. Yep. Oh God! Um, all the ones that are popping in my head, I keep, I, I get it, and then it's like, oh no, they've not won it. Yeah. yeah. Um, they've won it. Sorry. Three uh, World Cup finals. We're gonna have to go back some time. Argentina. No. Holland. Have they been in three? Been in oh three. yeah, the last one. Yeah. 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 yeah when, um. I was quite shocked with that one, to be fair. Oh, mate. I'm quite shocked they've never won it. None for two. Some of their teams. No, they've not. Had. Yeah, they've had some re- unreal sides. I know. Uh, question three. In which season was the European Cup bre- rebranded as the Champions League? Are you giving me, like, is it A, B, or C? No. Or is it just... No, w- them days have gone. In which season? In which season was the European Cup rebranded as the Champions League? God. Uh, give me a clue. Is it the two? Is it O's it's or It's in the nineties. In the nineties. Yeah. Ninety-eight. No. Ninety-two, ninety-three. Really? I was yeah. going to say that the Premier League era. Yeah. I was going to say. I didn't realise. I actually personally thought it was before that. I don't. I only ever remember watching Champions League. I'll be honest. Yeah. I was. I was thinking. I was like trying to process it. Like, who's your top goal scorers in Champions League yeah. history? And it's like Ronaldo, Messi, in it. So I thought it'd be around them times. Uh, question four, zero up to now. I know this is terrible, this. Know, but we don't know how the rest of the world's going on, so you but never know. They're all going to say that they got them all right. <laughs> <aren't they? laughs> Especially my mate Shakes. He'll be like, yeah, three out of three. Nailed it, mate. <laughs> uh, question four. Liverpool have won six Champions Leagues. Manchester United have won three. But who, ha- who are England's third most successful team in the competition with two titles? 
Arsenal. No. Oh, no. Nottingham Forest. There you go. I was going to say, I'll let you have a second guess. Wow. How did I nearly get that wrong? Nottingham Forest. What's up with me today? Um, 79 and 80. Yeah. Two back-to-back. Two back-to-back. It's not bad, Old though, is Cluffer. it? Yeah. yeah. Great manager. We were speaking about stories about him, weren't we, the other week? Yeah. We, should, we should do one of them, actually. Mm. Um, right. Five points for this one, lovey. Name me the five Premier League players to score five goals in a single season. In a single season? Oh, in one single match? Single match, sorry. Yeah. I was reading two at the same time. <laughs> in a, Can't right. multitask. That's all right. So, uh, so we'll go Jermaine Defoe. Yep. Uh, Tottenham versus Wigan. Um, who else are we looking at? Uh, Aguero? Yeah, Manchester City versus Newcastle United. Um, Andy Cole. Yeah, United versus Ipswich Town. Robbie Fowler. No, oh, two left. That's where we get sticky now. Um, You've got one from the early 2000s, I think it would be, and one around mid-10s. Suarez. Luis Suarez. Strikers. No. Uh, he's got four, I think. Did he score four, yeah. Um, oh, he's got me stumped this now, so I've got three. Uh, and you said they're both strikers? Both strikers, yeah. One English, one Bulgarian. Oh, Berbatov. Yeah. Give me that one then, didn't yeah, no. I? That's for United versus Blackburn. Who's class Berbatov, by the way. Uh, and very underrated. English, 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 English. Um, it doesn't matter how many times I say English it's not coming in the head <laughs> <laughs> uh, why am I thinking Sheringham but he wouldn't have been in no uh, one, more guess. one more guess Alan Shearer Alan Shearer how, how did I wait why did I say him last I got free on the nose and then I started getting scared Newcastle United versus Sheffield Wednesday 8-0 and I think if I'm right it was Bobby Robson's first match in charge and Alan Shearer hadn't scored for a bit wow I think class Alan Shearer wasn't it question 6 yeah well loved him me Kevin Phillips won the golden boot in 99-2000 who was the next English player to do so after him after him Harry Kane Harry Kane it is 2015 because Wayne Rooney's never won it no it's mad that isn't it crazy yeah you just think in your mind unreal goal scorer second top Premier League scorer of all time but never, never, never finished the golden boot. Question seven. What are we on here up to now? See if you're beating people. Seven. You've got seven right up to now. Question seven. Who scored the first ever Premier League goal? Brian Dean. Oh, I knew you'd know this one. <laughs> I knew you'd know it. Brian Dean. Who for? Uh, it was for Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield United. Sheffield United, sorry. Yeah. Versus United. Man United. Uh, where they won 2-1. I think Ted, Teddy Sheringham scored the first televised Premier I, League I goal. I would have said Teddy Sheringham because I always believed it was it, him. No, because he scored the first televised yeah. Premier League goal. That was what it was. Question eight. Who was the first ever winner of the Premier League's golden boot? Oh, that's a good one. It will have been. Was it Alan Shearer? No. Oh, no, it's the year before. So that would have been... Alan Shearer went in it the first season. Uh, Ten seconds. Andy Cole? No. No? Teddy Sheringham. 
Was it? Was it really? Nottingham Forest. Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Teddy Sheringham. Then he went to Tottenham. Teddy Sheringham. Yeah, he was good. Sher- Sheringham. Really Question good. nine: Which club conceded 100 goals <laughs> on the way to being relegated in 1993-94 season? If you get this, I'll be shocked. 1993-94. Hundred goals. One of probably the worst teams, smallest teams ever to be in Premier League. And I bet a good percentage of people won't even know that they were in the Premier League. Was it Barnsley? No. Um he said small. Ipswich aren't small. Um Small as in the size of the town. Small as in club. Small club. Yeah, yeah. Bradford? No, one more guess. Um Am I along the right lines? No. Ninety-three, ninety-four. Um, give me five give, seconds. Give me a clue. I've got to give you clues. All right. Um, five, four, three. So I don't know, mate. Portsmouth. Swindon Town. Swindon Town. Oh. Honestly, do you know why? Do you know? Do you know the maddest thing why that's popped in my head now is because Manchester City signed Kevin Harlock and Summerbeck. From them when they got relegated. Yeah, they? yeah. Oh my god, no way I forgot that. <laughs> Swindon Town. I actually did I completely forgot they were in Premier League. Yeah. That's mad. Right, last one. Never ever gonna get there again then. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Which player went through the Ajax youth system, played for Ajax, and became assistant manager at the club in two thousand and eleven? Played for played for Ajax as a player. So he went through the, the youth academy. Yep. He played for Ajax and then went back and was assistant manager at the club in 2011. Burkamp? You're right, Burkamp. Good shout. What trivia, this kid. This kid's got it upstairs and he's not bad. Well, the first three questions will argue that you didn't, but... (laughs) (laughs) I was just warming up. (laughs) Right, love it. You have got uh, nine. Nine, right. So let us know on the socials at the Football Man Cave. DM us, comment, whatever you want at us. Uh, let us know if you beat nine. It's a good, good one, that one. I, I was I was going to actually go with a higher or lower. Oh, uh, that's good. Uh, let's do that next week. Next week, I'm yeah. going to go higher and lower. I've got a cracking, I've got a cracking... Um, yeah, I liked that, because we did that last subject. week as well, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So let's do that. Again. Right, we're going to go into I Don't Want a Lover from Texas, and I'm going to finish off with what we deem our Greater Manchester manager of the season. We're going to talk a little bit about Stockport and uh, general EFLness. Final segment of the show. We're going to uh, we're going to kick off with our Greater Manchester manager of the year. Now we put a Twitter poll up, and um, between us, we narrowed it down to Ian Everett, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, and Pep Guardiola. Now, well, it wasn't going to be Graham Alexander, Richie Williams, Gary Bowyer, and all the other cast that. Not right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that stood him for Salford for a while. <laughs> Not reckon, no. Um, so, on our Twitter, the results are as followed. Pep Guardiola and Solskjaer are level with 12% and Ian Everett has blasted out the water with 76 Do you agree with that? Yeah, mate. Honestly, that was who I put for yep. my um, Manager of the Year award. It's... It's easy I to think pick it's the turnaround, isn't it? Is yeah, that, yeah. In it's such it's from like beginning of February, yeah, eighteenth, nineteenth. 
Yeah. So, well, it's like, it's like I said, it's, it's easy to, because the Premier League's massive and everybody watches it and because Pep could win the Champions League, like maybe that might change, as a City fan, that might change my, my decision a little bit um, yeah. in the next couple of weeks. But what he's done, like you don't never get that kind of time when your team's, when your team's crumbling. Uh, usually get booted and I think if they did have fans in the stadium he probably would have got booted uh, but at f- by f- the first the first week of February he was he was he was doomed it was like we brought this guy in to come and push for promotion we wanted the favourites and we're sitting in where was the 18th sitting in 18th, 18th. place yeah. they went 13 games unbeaten um, a win streak of was it 8 or 9 or something like that and and now he's got them promoted and they're going into League One. Yeah, like, and, and with the lack of resource, and when I say lack of resource, the, most of the signings was all free agents. Uh, and then the loans, what he did in January, like really did stick to a, a philosophy of how he wanted to play, which I think managers should do these days. It's all right to change it if it's going pear-shaped in, during the game, but you've got to have like a, like you've got to have your... Uh, like like your style of the way you want your squad to yeah, play yeah. and the way your teams play, you need to um, look to bring in the type of players that you need in order to play that formation or that way that you play. And I think he did that and he stuck to it. And I think if I think the real saving grace for him was is there wasn't fans in the stadium because he may have changed may his have mind. Gone, to be fair, yeah yeah, 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 he may have gone. If Guardiola wins the Champions League, do you think it changes? Um, as a City fan, and this is obviously just with with my blue hat on, yeah. Uh, yeah, it probably would because I'm a City fan. We've never won a European Cup before. Uh, well, the Champions League. We've never won the Champions League before. And uh, for me, in my lifetime, I mean, ask me at 11 years old if I thought City would have won n- multiple, numerous Premier League titles, League Cups, FA Cups, and then the Champions League title. I would have told you, I would have just laughed at you. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Um, so for me, that's what would change it. But what, what Ian Everett's done at Bolton is like unreal yeah, yeah. like like I was going to say a miracle but it's like it's unreal like yeah, in terms of t- from that just to yeah the, the, ne- the, the, the next league. best thing to that I think I think we've spoke about on the show was Roy Keane was, was Sunderland yeah, yeah. and the reason why that was probably better is because he won the league with them yeah uh, but he did it and Bolton could have done it obviously near the end yeah they could have won the league a little bit of stumble which would have been absolutely amazing but I do think I mean Solskjaer we put him in there he's done well it's another season progression but to be fair compared to what Everton and Guardiola possibly could do, mm. it's nothing, is it? No, no. It's, it, it'd be, maybe we should revisit this two weeks' time, this Champions League final in two weeks. Yeah, I, d- just, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a guy for the underdog as well, and I really like what yeah. he's done at Bolton. Like it, well it, we, we, we've been following them, like yeah, properly yeah. following them like fans for the past couple of weeks, because, well, for the past couple of months, but just because of what he's done, what he's instilled, and, and just the turnaround of the way they play, um, like the belief that they had, like that comes from one man. That and he, he's just done unreal. Really has right, Ian Ever. Congratulations, you are the football man cave first, first ever, first ever great Manchester manager of the season. Coming to collect your award of a Mars bar. Yeah, <laughs> pop in, and I, I'll do a job for you next season, mate. If you want. Oh, here mind. we go, starting himself out again. Physio. Physio. <laughs> <laughs> right onto Stockport. So. Stockport drew to all. You watched it, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's a good game, entertaining. It was exciting. I like the way they play. I like. I really do like the way they play. They get the ball down. Uh, they move it forward quick, um, and and it's like a real fast build-up type of play. 
Um, but yeah, it was it was a really entertaining game, and because we've been following and watching them, and I want them to, because we want that that League Two to be littered yeah, with yeah. Greater Manchester clubs. Like I was proper rooting for them. Um, it doesn't look like they're going to get that automatic promotion, but no, it not, looks not it, it looks like they're they're massively in with a shout to to win those players. If they finish in that third spot, it, they're already in the semi finals. So it's just three games, isn't it? And then they would have drew the last two. Now Hartlepool have gone out of form a little bit. They've won three, lost two out of the last five. Bearing in mind it was Torquay he was playing on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. And and Torquay and, dropped. and it was dominant. Torquay yeah. are above them though. Yeah. And and Stockport, in my opinion, was more was the dominant side in that game, I thought. So for me, Sutton Sutton Torquay for first and second, because yeah. there's three points between them for two to play. And then it's between Stockport in third and Hartlepool in fourth. Two games to play. Both on 73. Hartlepool nicked a win, didn't they, this, yeah. this week? The only thing going for Stockport in that instance is they have a plus 14 goal difference yeah. between them. Now, at this moment in time, you're going for third, aren't you? Yeah, you going have for to. third all day long. Because yeah. like, you don't want to have to do the quarters. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. then I also think, and this is what I said about Altrincham last season, they have to play an extra game than everybody else. Playing the extra game gives you more momentum. Yeah, a lot of teams when they come into that semi-final, the the players have already played; they're a little bit sharper, and they're coming in if they've won. Obviously, and they say they've won the last game of the season, they've got a bit of momentum. Where a Stockport start, stop, start. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. if you look at it in that perspective, it depends how how it works. I, I did say Voltringham, and obviously they went on to win it um, the playoffs last season. Is you've got that extra game there, just that little bit of extra match. Sharpness, but obviously they try telling the team to lose it though. I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously, then nobody had played for eight nine months. So yeah. I was like, in whereas, whereas this, it's only going to be a week, yeah, isn't it? Because yeah. they they'll play the they'll play the quarter they'll play the quarters. Week later, it'll be semi final, so it, they probably it'll probably benefit the team in the semis. Maybe I um, I'm on a Stockport County uh, Facebook page, and somebody put up today of uh, Stockport. This was on BT Sports, so they must have put uh, yeah. like a screen grab uh, under Jim Gannon and under Simon Rusk. Now, I don't know under Jim Gannon. Is it this season that they're comparing or his, All of his, yeah. his last tenure in, in charge? But win rate, um, Simon Rusk, 54%. Jim Gannon, 50 Losses, 13% for Simon Rusk. 25%, or 29%, sorry, for uh, Gannon. Goals per game is up under Rusk by 0.3. Goals conceded is down by 0.6. And points per game is up by twenty point uh, twenty five, so everything's on them stats. Rusk is is, is doing okay. Mm. Uh, there's a lot of discontent, obviously. Again, I don't know if that's comparing this season. Well, it'll, be, um, it'll probably be the, the the time that they managed at the club, won't it? But what you can argue is, under Gannon, he created the team. Is is built? I mean, last season. The season before when I was watching National League North, they were absolutely amazing. On there again, massive turnaround similar to to Everett, where it was it was were looking it was looking bleak at start of season, and they turned it around massively. Um, but I do believe I, th- I believe, I'm, and I'm really hoping that they go up. Yeah. Um, you look around, and everyone's sort of winning the drawings, a couple of losses in that playoffs. It, at the end of the day, playoffs is playoffs. You just never know, do you? Never know. But uh, like form, forms out the window when yeah. it comes to the playoffs, especially I'd, the final. I definitely like them to go up. Yeah. Um, finally, before we before we finish, we put out before about Oldham. We were obviously at the start of the show talking about them and uh, a couple of Oldham fans 
have got in. We asked them what they want, basically. What would you like? Uh, for the club to decide on an identity and stick with it. Preferably, not the current revolving door identity. The commitment on the pitch and off it with fans at its heart. I wouldn't mind the lack of success if we had anything resembling that. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a fair co- fair comment. Yeah, it's, um, it's very similar to similar to what what I was saying earlier. Is like if you find your your club's identity and you can see, you can like I think you said this about United a bit ago. You can actually see the progression in the yeah, future. Yeah, you're all right to sit in that division for a couple of seasons, um, and because you can see what's coming. Whereas where these guys are at at the moment, it's just. You just don't. You, you just don't know what's going to happen. No, and like no. we said, you, you can only see them going down and down and down. Yeah, it's just a slippery mm. slope, isn't it? Um, <laughs> do you know what Who was that that said that? Um, Nats Ko. Yeah. Um, I think he, he he mentioned us before. Yeah. Um, do you know even mentioned? Actually, I don't know why I'm bringing it up. City won the league last week. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone through a whole show and not even mentioned that. It's crazy because you kind of just. Just thought it was happened anyway yeah. Uh, yeah. but the amount of abuse I got of me Kevin Keegan rant <laughs> Leicester I would easy love win it if we beat them Leicester easy win Liverpool easy win smacked in the first absolutely game absolutely <laughs> done mate I was watching I was thinking oh no literally as the final whistle went one of my mates had texted me within 10 seconds so right, Mr. Kevin Keegan, like you're seven points <laughs> behind us on a right. But to be fair, I mean, I, I, I don't know. For me, like maybe more or less, we weren't gonna weren't gonna go and win that. But whilst there's still a chance, why would you not go for it? I understand the fixture congestion, and we struggled against Leicester in the FA Cup with a weekend team. So why would you again? Because Leicester didn't put our weekend team ahead of the FA Cup final. Well, there was, there was loads of loads of little uh, things about it saying that United wanted um, Liverpool to not make it in the top four, so yeah. they let them let them win, so that um, and then put out his stronger squad and get absolutely spanked. <laughs> yeah, because it was just it just it just it was an defa- awful match to watch. As well, the, it just defeated the object yeah. of letting that team win because if you're going to get beat off the team that you want to stop from getting in the Champions League. When we when we started off and obviously we got the other goal and I thought happy oh, days here we go. And it just turned, and mm. honestly, I watched Fred. Now I know I'm running out of time here, but I watched Fred, and I've watched him intensely for the past few months now. And he's all right. He's good at winning the ball. Like he's a dog. He's around your ankles. He's, he's winning possession, but equally, he gives the ball away as many times as he wins it. And he's passing straight. And I'm thinking, at, at one point, I think it was last season. I thought oh, he's improving. He's doing well. He's I can see what he's, he's about. And then he's just going to have to boil again. It's mad because he's Brazilian. Yeah. And the one thing Brazilians have going for him is technical ability and, and passing touch, ability. Yeah. And oh, man. It, i tell you what's crazy about that is the two Brazilians that always spring to mind for me, that's, there was a City one and a United one. City one was Joe and then you've got Fred. They've got Mancunian names. And they play like Manx. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like they play like two lads that you'd play five a side with at the pub. Like the touches was, aren't as good as you, you get told you're signing a Brazilian, and then you see the touch like that, and you think, "What the hell? What's no, going on?" It's awful. Yeah. Isn't it? Do you think that's a position that you definitely need to look to look, look to grab for next season? I'd love to have a younger Matic. That's that's for me. So you think that McTominay? 
I like him, but he's not a first team player. I think we need we need a Rodri. To yeah. be fair, mm. that's the one. Anyhow, that's another. We'll, we'll not get into that because that could be for uh, another hour. For, yeah, <laughs> definitely. So, thank you for joining us this past uh, two hours while we talk absolute rubbish once again. But we're enjoying it. Um, next week, or oh, just just quickly, by the way, recruitment of players with proven football league experience for Oldham, um, preferably at higher level than the current one. So there's a little, another little one. Who's that? Um, Dan Shaw. Yeah. On Twitter. Um, yeah, thank you for joining us. Get us at the socials, Football Man Cave. Um, each week we're going to do some Instagram lives. Um, obviously, if you've missed the show, this will be up on our podcast. So just search wherever you get your podcasts, Football Man Cave. Uh, thank you for joining us. I've been Ian. This is Love It. And we're going to finish off with Kid British Lost in Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.